0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Optimal Living Advice, episode 269. I'm your host, Greg Audino. Great to have you all here again, as we are now two episodes removed from our hiatus and feeling very good about it. Today, we're going to take a look at a question that came in from a divorcee who's having a hard time getting her ex-husband off her mind, and uh, because of that, also having a hard time rebuilding her life. So let's listen in, let's do what we can, and start optimizing your life. After 47 years of marriage, my husband wanted a divorce. Having been divorced for three years, I'm struggling with finding any joy or pleasure. I feel emotionally dull, yet easily agitated. He wants to be friends, and that irritates me to no end. That seems so selfish and insensitive. See? Here I go again down that rabbit hole of anger and blame. I try to change the channel and think of ways to create a new life for myself, the effort to do so is exhausting and contrasts with how easily I can let him back into my thoughts. All right, thank you, Asker, for sending this in. So, um, based on how you've presented your question, it's, it's feeling to me like there's some self-judgment over having these thoughts and that more of your energy is going towards being upset with yourself than being upset with the situation, to the point that, you don't seem to think it's possible or maybe genuine to resume your life until you're free of this pain. And with that being said, um, my first and probably my overarching question is, why do you suppose you are demanding a full removal of him from your thoughts? Maybe that need to compartmentalize is desirable because it seems like it'll be pain-free Maybe it feels abnormal to not be emotionally isolated from him after having been physically isolated from him. Maybe something else. And maybe him trying to maintain a friendship plays a part. But even if he wasn't doing that, to eradicate such a big part of your life, to eradicate 47 years over a period of three years, seems like an extraordinary and unfair amount to ask of yourself. You know, like anyone, You have your own relationship to the ideas of anger and blame and what have you. It sounds like it might be hard or or shameful for you to go out into the world with these feelings and expose them. That's just the impression I'm getting. But whether it's accurate or not, the truth to me seems to be that part of the adaptation you'll have to make is accepting him as part of your thoughts and not judging yourself for this. Now, this has been a lot. You know this this is trauma, divorce is trauma. You're allowed to go down those rabbit holes of anger and blame, of course you will. And you're also allowed to do new and fun things even if he is in the back of your mind sometimes. If there is uh, indeed a strong self-inflicted demand for those thoughts to be gone, it's likely slowing your overall progress more than you think it is. So, instead of waiting for these thoughts to evaporate, or trying to forcibly remove them with methods bred from self criticism, maybe we can work on reestablishing what those thoughts are and what influence they have over you. So, for example, you mentioned feeling that he's selfish and insensitive for wanting to be friends. Great to acknowledge that, first of all. But what else can we do with this? How can we either make room for other interpretations of his intentions or, more importantly, Put the spotlight on your needs and wants and take a more active role. So if we're reframing his intentions, that might sound like he wants to be friends. Maybe he's having a hard time letting go. He wants to be friends. Maybe he's trying to care for me. Or if we're abandoning that speculation altogether, which um, <laughs> which we might as well, because you know his intentions don't really matter too much and it's not really serving you to think too hard on them. Um, so in that case, maybe a more empowering interpretation would be something like he wants to be friends, but that's not for me. So I'll set a boundary and not talk with him until I'm ready, unless it's about something vital or maybe not at all. And then you might also consider how these thoughts relate to your ability to continue on with your life. Do these types of thoughts have to prevent me from meeting new people, traveling to new places or starting new hobbies? Is there anything inherently wrong with doing these things in spite of having some bad feelings or being in a bad mood? Is it possible that the activities themselves will inspire change rather than the other way around? So again, what it all comes back to for me, and what I would encourage you to reflect on, is why you're putting the pressure on yourself to go through all of this with a smile on your face. Maybe this type of negativity feels out of character for you, but if your character was so immovably strong that it weren't to be compromised in the face of something so painful, I'm not sure you would have ever really loved it all. And to me, and I'm not speaking for everybody, I can tell you that if I happened to meet you out in the wild while you're trying to bring new meaning to your life, I would much rather see someone who is wearing their heart on their sleeve and just clearly digging through the mud to get their life together. And I would feel much more connected to that person. If that person showed up with a contrived smile, though, or just didn't show up at all, I would have no idea of who they really were, what they were really going through, and thus my ability to connect with them would be taken away. You want to feel connected just as we all do, and it's an especially powerful urge for you right now. Usually, Bringing some of the mess of yourself to the table, just like you did by submitting this question, is exactly what starts real conversations and real connections. All right, thank you again to The Asker for being vulnerable and opening up today. Thank you for trusting us, and I really hope this response today helped you. If not, you're definitely welcome to follow up and we can take a second look. And everyone else, you know that you are more than welcome to reach out as well. Now that we're back, we want to keep getting those questions, so please don't be shy. You can email advice at oldpodcast.com with whatever's on your mind, and I promise that you'll receive a response. We'd love to do what we can, and I'm sure others would love to hear your story and see you doing the work to make strides as well. That's going to wrap us up, though, everybody. Thanks so much for coming once again, and I'll see you in the next one, where your optimal life awaits.